broadcasting before and probably after the rapture. It's the Drew Marshall Show. Spell on you. Thanks for tuning in, folks. This is our Halloween because special because today's Halloween. And Mick Bennett is still in studio. Who? Trying to get rid of him. Yeah, well, I'm waiting for the candy. Come on. Come little boy. Yeah, and it's not 25 cents anymore. No, it's not. That's like wings. Remember when wings were 5 cents, 10 cent wings? Because wings were a cast off. Like, they were trying to get rid of them. That's why they were so cheap. I don't right. eat And they became trendy. <laughs> Whatever. It's like lobster used to be just yeah. gross. And then they became trendy. Why can't we get, like, rent in a sack? From my neighbors, or <laughs> what? <laughs> like, <laughs> what? You know, what's with the what's with the, the candy? You're weird. How about a crispy crunch, Canada's best oh, product? Crispy crunch. Nothing says uh, Halloween like a terrorism update with the bomb. Mubin Sheikh. He's an ex-Muslim extremist turned undercover intelligent operative. He's the author of Undercover Jihadi. Join us as the bomb gives us the truth about the latest acts of terrorism. In this crazy world of ours, I like it when this guy's on the show. Moving, what's up? Yeah, not much. What's going on? You just got back from what Navy SEALs training or some weird thing? Where, where were you? You were all, you have the wildest trips, man. Oh, I was at the UN last week. Oh, I was hanging out with the with the uh, president. I don't know. What were you doing? Uh, I was at uh, Special Operations Command Conference, uh, Special Operations Command Central Command at Joint Air Force Base Andrews, where the commanding general of SOCOM spoke. You know, usual stuff. Well, you did. Wow. <laughs> See? See what I'm saying? I was at Walmart. <laughs> we were at Walmart last my week, shift man. to greet. Oh, man. Well, uh, things have changed here in Canada. Pierre's boy uh, is now running, or just about to run the ship. How does that affect uh, you and what you do and, and the whole the way we look at terrorism and the way we protect our country and the way we get paranoid about things? What do you think? Yeah, well, um, you know, it's a huge change, of course. Um, I'm, I'm very happy for it, of course. Um, but I also happened to be uh, on Monday in Ottawa giving a presentation to uh, Canadian uh, security intelligence whatnot. And um, somebody asked the question about C-51. You know, what do you think of C-51 in a room full of all these people? And I said, look, I support it with its liberal amendments. And... You know, there was a whole discussion about C-51, and, you know, it's, it's becoming a police state, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's look, I mean, in a police state, they don't allow you to discuss it being a police state, Right. number one. Um, but, I mean, there are some real things that, that do impact national security, things like uh, CSIS has uh, extreme disruption methods, okay? So it's really cool, actually. Uh, you can basically flatten people's tires. You can make, make them miss their flights. Uh, if they want to go and buy a ticket, let's say, and they want to go to meet up with their terrorist buddies, suddenly their bank account is cleaned out, or um, you know, so so there are, there are new powers uh, that um, you know that are on on the books and ready to go right now. We'll see what happens in terms of the amendments by the liberals. The biggest thing is national security oversight. I mean, you know, I'm very pro national security, um, but. You know, we are the only country that does not have uh, oversight of CSIS and the RCMP and uh, the CSE, which is our uh, NSA, uh, the Signals Intelligence Interception um, System. Right. So, so that's, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a big deal. And I want to link this into the UK's uh, recent threat alert um, that, that ISIS is planning a mass attack in the UK 
when the MI5 director made that comment, he admitted that they hacked the computers of some of the people to find out what they were up to. And especially in this day and age of encryption and people using, you know, going all the way into the dark web, these are the kinds of things that are needed to, you know, to find out what these people are up to. Because, look, I mean, uh, this is not, it's not fear-mongering when the terrorists are telling you that they're planning to do it and the government is catching them doing it. So it's it's going to be a... It's going to be interesting to see what happens in the coming in the coming months. But with, with okay, the I'm, I'm looking across the board at Tim the Tool, who's the biggest tree hugger you've ever oh, seen yeah, in your baby. life, and <laughs> and uh, so he's happy that uh, that uh, Trudeau is his name. That Justin is is there. I love the kid's name, eh, Justin. And he's younger than me. That's weird. Anyway, wouldn't you liberals not? Wouldn't you be against all that? Wouldn't you be like, no, that's privacy. You don't want to get into hacking computers and stuff like that. Well, you know, yeah. we want to hold their hands first, offer them some tea and biscuits, and talk to just talk to them. Just talk. Well, I mean, there's there's what is it? There's no um, atheists in foxholes, and I mean, we can complain as much as we want until something happens. Um, but then the other side of the argument is, you know, I was just reading an article on this is. The more we bomb them and try to control them, the more they want to get angry at us. So do we back off? And You didn't answer my question. Do you think we no, should be hacking their no, computers? No, but this is what I'm saying. It's, it's a fine line. You know, as a history teacher, um, the second you give away your powers to someone, then it, it becomes a very, very slippery slope. We won't complain if they stop something. But when all of a sudden, you know, they're finding out that uh, maybe, you know, I cheated on my taxes and it was claimed under, you know, national security, then we're all going to be very upset. It's a slippery okay. slope. All right. Folks, we're on the phone with Mubin Sheikh. Mubin, um, you know, I wish personally that I lived in Russia because then I would be, <laughs> I would be fighting ISIS, you see. Right. Isn't that why I'm I'm there in, in, in Syria is to fight ISIS as a Russian? Right. <laughs> well, you know, the, the reality is is that Russia is there to keep Assad in power. Uh, the Russians have a big naval base um, at Latakia, which is on the on the coast there. Um, I, I was actually, I've been there when I lived in Syria. Uh, they have a big base there. They, they're not going to get rid of the base. The base is their port of entry into the Mediterranean. Um, so, uh, and, and as we've seen, you know, in fact... You know, you remember the big uh, U.S. hit that uh, Doctors Without Borders facility in Afghanistan? Yeah. Big talk, a lot of people on and on, this and that. Well, 12 hospitals have been hit by Russia and and Assad in Syria. Nobody says anything. And, in wow. fact, the Russians are actually just killing the Syrian opposition, not so much uh, ISIS. It, it's bad. You know, a lot of us, we because of the ISIS has radicalized all of us. That's what's happened. And uh, to the point where we're, people are starting to believe Russian propaganda, you know. Russia killed more ISIS in 48 hours than America did in, you know, two years. Uh, no, that's actually not true. You know, I, ISIS is growing because Russia is bombing the Syrian rebels more than they are ISIS itself. Okay, so someone has said that more Russian bombs mean more refugees. True story? Of course. Of course, people, I mean, they know. The Russians, uh, I mean, at least here in the West, we have, uh, you know, some kind of commitment to human rights and international law. Uh, you know, sometimes things go sideways, uh, but, I mean, the Russians don't care. I mean, they don't have the dictatorship. They don't have oversight, you know, elected members that the public, you know, can take the task. So they, they, they do what they like. And, uh, of course, there are going to be more refugees. So here's the thing that I think... A lot of sort of uh, middle class white Canadianish people. Wow, that was a great explanation. White Canadianish. I, like <laughs> I think they think 
that if we let in 25,000 before the end of 2015, well, there's got to be terrorists within that group. And, and, and that's why we need to just be careful and not let in as much. Don't you think people think that? Well, of course. I mean, and it's, it's not without reason. I mean, naturally, people, it's, it's a fair criticism. It's a fair concern that people have. Um, but the way that Canadian, the way that the Canadian government does its vetting of refugees is very different than, let's say, you know, people showing. We we don't have people showing up on boats. That's the difference. Mm. The people who would be coming through our uh, resettlement program are either related to people who are already here and have been here for some time, and then can be taken care of, or are vetted through various uh, international aid agencies. So we actually don't face that greater risk than the other countries do. Hmm. Then, then why did yeah. your Harper put up such a stink about it then? Would you well, stop? Well, he's not. No, 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 in, no, no, he's no, no. leaving. Just, stop. No, but if if that was if that the question was asked. No, you're right. So yeah. if if that's true, what you're saying, then why was it even an issue? Well, I mean, it, why was the niqab an issue? Yeah, well, yeah I mean, that like, goes without saying. It was, but, it was just all about. Yeah, it was. I mean, that's part of the the I guess the Harper's agenda. It was all about <sighs> fear and uh, everyone being what? scared that, and then that's just not the reality. We have General Rick Hillier. Um, you know, who was saying the same thing, um, Romeo Dallaire, I mean, saying the same thing. And the military now is saying, you know what, we can actually do that. We have the ability, we have the means to do that. To and what, so bring in 25,000 before the yeah, end of 2015? Wow. Wow. That's amazing. It's 200 flights. I, I heard on the radio. Hmm. Get them all here. Uh, let's talk about, uh, you know, when countries get so big and so wealthy, they just make an island. Ah uh, yes, China. <laughs> and so, then, uh, and then, here's the great little thing: the United States of America decides to float a boat by them and flip them to bird. That's really, isn't that what went down? Yeah, that's exactly what went down. We actually uh, at this conference in at the Joint Force uh, Air Force Base Andrews, they actually showed you know the you know before and after pictures of the island, what it looked like, and uh, you know this is. You know, again, everyone's expanding. Everyone's either protecting their turf or trying to expand their turf. Uh, the Russians have, have done it in the Ukraine and now in Syria. And some are, are, are thinking, you know, is China doing this because Russia's keeping the U.S. busy with Ukraine and Syria? Uh, is China doing this because the U.S. has made it known that, you know, they, they plan to have a, an engagement strategy with, with Asia, uh, which is, I mean, literally in the backyard of, of China. So... You know, it, partly it's it's just geopoliticking, hmm. but uh, the fact that uh, you know China did make this island, it's in it's in international waters. The U.S. you know drove by, <laughs> saying hello, we're here. Basically, <laughs> they said you know we can we will we do this at will. Um, oh, and who's will? Mind, the the Chinese have one aircraft carrier, but they're actually building many more now. So we'll we'll see we'll see what comes. Can you that. just see the, the destroyer going by the the island, and it's like a scene from Braveheart. They've got their kilts up and they're bent over facing the island. Well, or there's that wonderful scene from Top Gun, you know, when he goes and he turns yeah, upset yeah. on the Russian and says, <laughs> yeah. "Look at this finger." <laughs> well, what is uh, true in all of this, folks, is that uh, without a doubt, just check the records. Go to Wikipedia, Google it. Who are the best chess players in the world, Mobin? That's right, the Russians. That's right. I mean, there's a there is a whole discussion on the strategy that Russia is employing, but you know things are falling apart for them. Um, you know, you know. I know we we we're used to seeing you know Putin riding a bear, you know, bear chested, 
you know. I mean, the Russians are masters at propaganda, all right? Like in Ukraine, what they did is they controlled a lot of the TV stations. They put out a lot of entertainment, uh, you know, drama shows. But then when they when they went in, of course, all those shows were either taken off yeah. or it turned into a propaganda machine. So a lot of it is Russian propaganda. You know, they think they're the superpower, and in some cases they might be, but their planes are falling apart. Their planes can't even take off in, in many cases in Syria. Um, they've had a lot of crashes. Yeah, they, you know, well, they just had a missiles, big one today that landed in Egypt. Sino, right? yeah, yeah. Sino. Right. That's right. Anyway. Now, some say that those missiles were hacked by Western powers, and that's why they landed in Iran. Oh. Things that make you say, hmm. hmm. All right. Well, moving, dude, you brought it again. I really appreciate it. I always love talking to you. Uh, folks, that was our WTF segment with uh, movement Jake DeBaum. He is an ex-Muslim extremist turned undercover intelligent operative, author of Undercover Jihadi, and uh, DeBaum just gave us a truth. Moving Sheikh, dude, thank you. Happy Halloween, man. You too. As I said, a short break on our show, and when we come back, it's the pub crawl, where we talk about a variety of topics. Stay with us. Yeah.